movies and games, technology too. It's Marcus talking nerdy to you. Some other musical stuff. So today we're going to talk about the James Webb Space Telescope, or the JWST, or JUST. <laughs> Sorry. So it's a new space telescope, as the name implies. It costs $10 billion, which sounds like a lot, but actually is really not that much if you really dig into it, because this thing has been in development for over 20 years. It is developed primarily by NASA, but it was also developed with the Canadian Space Agency, the European Space Agency, and some private companies. In fact, it was actually launched into space by a French company. And $10 billion is a lot of money to the average person, of course, but the amount that it could have cost and the amount that it costs relative to basically NASA's budget. And in fact, on that point, research, I found out, is only 30% of NASA's budget, which was kind of surprising to me. And manned missions are actually about 50%. One of the things that's taking that up right now is uh, Project Artemis, which is a return to moon missions. And I'm not sure what the reigning percentage is, but I was very surprised by research only being 30% of their budget. So a lot of people might be familiar with the Hubble Space Telescope. How does this one compare to Hubble? So Hubble was 8 feet long. The James Webb is 21 feet long. It can see objects that are up to 100 times fainter than Hubble. It has higher resolution, as you might imagine. So what kind of things is this going to allow us to do? So one of the interesting things is what they call deep field images. I'm going to provide a link of the Hubble deep field images. The idea is that it looks really, really far back into what they call the cosmic dawn, the, the beginnings of the universe, which will help us obviously in a lot of ways of understanding how the universe works and where we are going. One really cool thing it can do is it can actually see the atmospheres of planets. I think we talked in the Breakthrough Starshot episode about how basically we can only see, we can only know about planets because of the light from stars being altered like something's passing in between the star and us. But this will actually let us see the atmosphere of planets and make up and be able to be able to determine from the light what the atmosphere is and potentially discover more Earth-like planets, which, again, would work in conjunction with the Breakthrough Starshot mission. Because as we said, and as we talked about in the Starlink episode, satellites, specifically constellation satellites, which is what Starlink is, which is like a, you know, a network of them, they can affect ground telescopes. So if a telescope's trying to gather data, trying to get imaging and data on a specific section of the sky and a satellite passes through it, it's going to screw up all that data and all that time that it took to collect that. We can only theorize the kinds of things that we're going to learn from it, and we won't know until we actually start getting that data back. And speaking of that, the first images that we're going to get from James Webb will be out in the summer because it takes a while to start up the process and get everything working. So only time will tell what kinds of things we can discover with this new telescope. So let us know in the comments or on our Twitter page what types of things you're hoping to see. Whether that's aliens or the crash site of the Voyager probes, Space Godzilla, the end of Drew's rants, the bounds of my nerdiness, or perhaps the end of my penis. <laughs> Good night, and keep watching the skis! Uh, skies! Movies and games, technology too, it's Marcus talking. Some other musical stuff. Do you enjoy the show and want to help it grow? Don't hesitate. Like, share, and donate.